Welcome to Pop Culture Ketchup. We make the good stuff better. Join us every week as we discuss movies, TV, and all the other things that make up the pop culture you care about. In this week's episode of Pop Culture Ketchup, we'll be talking about Ariana Grande's engagement, the passing of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, Miss America says farewell to its swimsuit competition, and for our main topic, we'll be discussing Ocean's 8 and its all-female cast. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. Do you want to do the song with me? Yeah. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. do, I don't remember how it goes. Do, do, do. do. Don't worry, I'm helping by messing you up. Do, You're do, so bad do. at this. Every time he tries to, like, he, he go, you know, say, oh, you know that one song, and it goes like this, do, do, do. He is so off-key that I would have, like, literally nobody could ever guess what song he was referring to. You know, so some people are colorblind. So I kind of want to say I'm, like, tone blind or, like, but I don't want to say tone deaf because... No, you can carry a tune. Because I can carry a tune. I can hear a tune and I can, like, match it. And I can, like, sing a song. And I, I don't know. I sang in choir. Yeah, I, did, I did competitions, but... You're not bad. Um, but no, it's just, like... Yeah, when I'm trying to replicate a tune, yeah. Yeah, you cannot replicate a tune. I mean, I mean, seriously, he's, like, talking about, like, a song that's very well known. I mean... Like our theme song? That's That should be well known to us. Oh, I don't remember that. No, no, I'm talking about, like, a song that, like, literally anyone could probably, like... Okay, name a song. Um, okay, what about, uh, I'm a Believer from Shrek? Try try that one. Okay, okay, okay. When you saw my face, I'm a believer. That's that's all I can remember from the song. Okay, like, I feel like that, I feel like my point was taken. Like, the first, the first part that, when you saw my face, I could have got it from that, but then... That I'm a believer part was, was completely, like not even in their ballpark. Thanks. <laughs> okay, that makes me sound like a total jerk. We can't put that in there. You know, we could just cut off the conversation before you uh, maybe insult me in a way that you find <laughs> was a little bit too far. I didn't feel like it was too far, but. Yeah, but I feel like half the time I always look like a. A total jerk in some of these where I may well, <laughs> make okay. myself look. If really anyone bad. is thinking that, um, don't worry, she's not. We just <laughs> we just like to pick on each other. I'm really not a jerk, but I've listened to a few of these episodes back, and I'm like, man, I need to get a grip. It's like rude. <laughs> so yeah. So um, if you would like to direct any hateful messages or anything, you can message her at Hila Monster on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that's the spot you can reach her. And so just direct her <laughs> and just direct those there. Yeah. Uh, it will go over very well. So, oh, do you want to tell everyone about the the show um, that you watched on Netflix this week? Mm. Okay. Um. So yes, I do. But okay, I have a secret confession that I've been saving for this because I want to get your reaction. Oh yeah, what's that? It's gonna. You're not. I don't know. You might look at me differently. Oh no. So while you were gone last week, she was gone last week. That's why we didn't record. So while you were gone, I watched a movie. Do you? Um, you're not going to guess. Um, well, okay. So what's, what's a franchise that I really dislike? A movie franchise? Movie franchise you really dislike? Transformers? No, no. It's a children's franchise. 
children's franchise. Hmm. Give me a hint. Yellow. Blue overalls. Arthur? <laughs> no, so yeah. I watched Despicable Me 3 while you were gone. Oh. Oh. Okay. He hates minions. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? It's not bad. Yeah, the the Julie Andrews is the mom in the third one. She wasn't in the second one? Oh, she, maybe she was. No, but I just remember seeing it. But she was the the grandma or the mom of of uh the guy. Oh, the grandma. Not Oh, you don't mean like the the like the mom that like married Steve Carell like her. No, I mean his his oh, mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. she was a voice actor for for <laughs> Hey, Arthur was a good guest. They are yellow. At least he is yellow. Who wears overalls? I'm pretty sure he wears overalls. Is no. he not? Okay, I have to look. No, okay. So he wears blue jeans and a yellow polo shirt. Oh, you're right. He I don't think he is no yellow. No one wears no one wears overalls in that. His front his What's okay, it? he's kind of yellow. And then what's the name of his friend? Some Is it Bud? I want to say Bugs, but obviously it's not Bugs Bunny. Um, <laughs> Benny? No. He had his own show yeah, later on at a spinoff. Of like, it was I'm going so... on travels, and it was lame. Okay, DW kind of wears... Uh, no, that, that's a dress. It's a jumper. Okay, a fair, fair. No, his name is... Oh, what is his name? Let's see. I'm looking at his picture. I'm going to call him... Smiley bunny face. <laughs> no. So we've got smiley rat face, smiley monkey face, smiley bunny face, smiley rat face. They say it's an aardvark. No, it's he looks an, like a bunny. It's an aardvark. Yeah. Um. I'm. Look, we're looking at a side by side aardvark next to mouse. I. I don't see any discern, any relevant difference between the what two. What is his name? What is his friend's name? Uh, I'm sorry. I hate it when this happens on podcasts because every time I'm always like, "You're so dumb." It's totally this name, Ugh, and I think of that every time. Okay, seriously? Mustard! That's it. Oh, wow. We were out of tune. No, yeah. Let's see if I remember their names. Let's see. Okay, so... Arthur, Buster, DW, The Brain. Rich, snotty girl. Oh. Daphne? No, 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 no. That's It couldn't be Daphne. Murphy? What's her name? Moaning Myrtle. Muffy. Muffy. Mm. Okay, then you got the bar- the bully guy who kind of be- then became friends, kind of, but he's still... Oh. Binky. Binky. Wow, I'm out of touch. And, okay, Francie. Francie, right? Is that her name? Mm. Yes. Girl crush that kind of bullied on him. She's bad hair with those hair clips. And then what's the dog's name? Pal. Okay, fine. But Arthur is kind of yellow. You know, so when I just said yellow, okay, but... I thought of the Magic School Bus. But I also said movie franchise that I dislike. I thought of Magic School Bus. I thought of Arthur. Neither of those have been movies, and both of those I have enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) And then overalls, that was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is definitely... No, no, it's not definitely Arthur. (laughs) Okay, sorry, I guess... I was off, but I'm but, very shocked. So Despicable Me three. Yeah. Wow. And I also watched Minions, um, a different time when you were gone. It's almost like this secret thing Wait, where I've been what? like curious to watch them, but I haven't wanted to admit to you that I've been curious to watch them. So was it bad or was it okay? So okay, so I think what I've narrowed down is the movies aren't the movies are fine. It's just I really really don't like the Minion craze and like mm. Minions being posted everywhere. And, having, and, and there's, like, you know, Minion 
pool toys and uh-huh. stuff like that. And I like do an that. overload of their voices. Their voices are fine, but it's just there's an overload of it. And so when there was a huge craze, it, I just couldn't take it. And so I just had to, like, walk. Mm-hmm. But... No, I wanted to see Despicable Me 3 because Julie Andrews was on Ellen talking mm-hmm. about... It's on Netflix. We can watch it sometime. Was it worth it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Was I mean, it better or worse than that one movie we watched with with the singing competition with the pig and the... Sing? Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, I thought that movie was not, was, was fun. But was it better or worse than that? Um. So, okay, it's the same studio. It's Illumination Studios. Oh, it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Never I'd say it's on par. Never saw the end of that one. I fell asleep. You know... I fell asleep a lot during movies. You know, I'm all for... Like, Illumination Studios has been kind of putting some stuff out. What's the studio that did Secret Life of Pets? Was that also Illumination? I'm not sure which one was that. But maybe. But I'm for, like, a lot of these other... Some of these animation studios that um, DreamWorks included that have been trying to figure out or find a new mar- or find a new market or something. Um, but, like, in the shadow of Pixar... Because mm-hmm. so Pixar takes over the whole world. Pixar does really like Pixar does good work, and you like watch some of the like the making of, and it's clear that like they take years to do their mm-hmm. their stuff. But there's also a lot of other studios that do too, and they right. just and a lot of these studios just don't get the recognition yeah. just because it's not Pixar, right? Um, like so the studio, so a really good animation that I really enjoy, um, Kubo and the Two Strings. We tried watching it, you fell asleep again, but what, which one, Kubo and the Two Strings? So. Yeah, so it was made in 2016. Do you remember some of this? So it's, um, let's see, who, what was this? Oh, wow, got a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, maybe you'll watch it now, now that you realize it's. <laughs> it looks like an anime, though. It's, yeah, so it's definitely inspired by Japanese folklore. Uh, Charlize Theron? Yeah, she plays the mom. Matthew McConaughey? Wow, they got quite the cast there. Yeah, um, let's see, what's the studio that made it? They've made a couple of different movies, I'm wanting to say. Oh, Laika. Laika? Laika? But they've done a couple, and just... But, I don't know, none of these studios receive, like, any... They don't receive much recognition, so... I'm all for, like, the little guy. Yeah. Well, but you have to admit... I mean, Pixar is the way they are, because... They really do impeccable work. Mm -hmm. Minus Cars. The Cars franchise. Yeah, We could have done without that. But, I mean, a lot of franchises, you need, like, the workhorse that, like, makes the money... So then you can spend the time on doing what you really want to do, and right. Yeah, you could. There's an argument there that cars, and planes, and things like that have been that for them. They're cash cows, so they can invest on other things. Right. But to the question you originally asked. Yes, well, I was going to ask what show you watched this week. The Staircase on Netflix. You can find it there. Oh, so okay. If any of you guys have seen Making a Murderer, this is in the same vein. Um, same vein of there's this person who is um, the prime suspect in a murder case. And it just goes all through the court proceedings, the investigation. So good. Yeah, so basically what happens is this man is accused of beating and killing his wife. Um, She, and the premise is she falls down this staircase. And so the whole thing is, did she fall down the staircase or was... And was it an accident? Or did he murder her? Or did he kill her? And uh, that's kind of the whole premise of it. Goes through the whole case and everything that goes with that and his lawyer. And it's actually interesting because the whole original case took place in 
uh, like 2001 or two, two or something 2003 no okay so the accident happened in 2001 yeah and then the, but, the case i think it didn't go to trial for two more years yeah so but that's the interesting part though is that this documentary is fairly new on netflix and they were doing a documentary about the case back then and they referenced it a little bit so it sounds like it was or so it sounds like the documentary was released before but uh, but it it's been since then been like later picked up by Netflix and brought on here and so yeah, it's kind of had an interesting story yeah so that's uh, that's what we watched this week very good yeah it was really good and just so you know while he was watching that I was watching Queer Eye and I'm going to make an apology right now that we did not include Queer Eye in our movies or TV shows that you need to watch this summer oh, it, because yeah. that we, if show we saw it, if we saw it before it would have been we made that list it would have been on the list literally so freaking good. Um, basically, five gay guys come and re and give a makeover to a straight guy. Was the tagline "Queer Eye for a Straight Guy"? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than a makeover. Yeah. No, and it is so funny. And um, the second season just came out on Friday. If you don't sound, if it sounds like a show that maybe is not for you, I seriously like you need to give it a chance because it is. Seriously, it is so no, funny. I mean, okay, it's just, you, it's you, nice... were, you were iffy. What did you think, though? Like, honestly. Yeah, so I'd say it's a nice feel good show. Mm hmm. They. Very formulaic, totally like reality show. Mm-hmm. But, but the personalities are the the main five that they're the they fab, call the, the, fab, five, fab, the five, five. The five gay the five gay people that go around and help all these people. They're They're interesting and relatable and dynamic. So they're fun to watch and stuff like that. And. Jonathan's my favorite. Uh, and, I mean, you can see that they're, like, genuinely helping people, and there's often tears at the end of episodes as, like, loved ones re- see that all the help that they have given to their friend or their family member. And... But, yeah, they, like, redo their hair, um, their outfit, and then their house, and their, basically their life. And it's Teach just... them how to make some better food. Yeah, it's just so cute. So, Queer Eye is on Netflix, and second season just came out on Friday. Uh, I highly recommend it sure so yeah but i guess let's get into our topics for this week yeah so the first thing the first thing i was wanting to talk about is ariana grande right she just got engaged yeah she just got engaged to uh pete davidson from snl yep and i guess so they've been so they've been dating for not too long like three weeks yeah yeah, no, not very long at all. But but yeah, so then just this last Friday, they, the fifteenth, they oh. haven't technically confirmed their engagement. Right, but... right, and so that's what I was about to say. This last Friday on the fifteenth, so still not like confirmed, but she, but but Ariana posted a photo on Twitter that shows him and her, their hands intertwined, and it looks like, and it looks like she's sitting on his lap, but you know it's just their hands on their feet that you can see, and she says, you know what you what you dream it be like. No, he posted that. Oh, you're right. He Okay, he posted it. But yeah, so he said, you know what you would dream it to be like? It's better than that. And then Ariana posted on that, on his photo. So much better. Heart Co- emoji, commented. cloud emoji. Posted. Comment, commented on the photo. Yeah. Same, same thing, I same suppose. Thing. Yeah, but then, so then in the photo, though, like. She's a huge ring. Mm-hmm. And so, more, yeah, exactly. And so that's why a lot of people are speculating. Yeah, the huge rings on the ring finger. Um, def- look, uh, clearly looks like an engagement ring to me. I mean, we're looking at it right now. And so 
that's why a lot of people are like, ah, they are now engaged. Yep. But, I mean, a lot of people that know them and stuff like that have just said how this has been, like, a really good fit for the two of them, and they've just seemed, it seemed really genuine, and, and it looks like that, that it looks like they're happy. I don't know. Honestly, like, go for it. Like, I don't mind. You know, people think it might be, you know, puppy love or young love or whatever, but, like, doesn't, doesn't hurt me any. Well, go, go I don't do know. You. I mean, you and I got married around that age, too. Well, not after three weeks. Well, okay. Also, so I mean, okay. News, I guess they are engaged. The engaged one, but also, it's been about a month now since the news broke out that they were dating. Um, but I'm not sure. Like, did they ever say like how long they have been dating? Because that's just when the that's just when the news came out. Well, it was released that they were dating like a few weeks ago. Right, but is that when they started dating, or just when? Well, that's when it, we found out. So yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know, but so I mean. Yeah, so I haven't seen anything either. I would so. say the paparazzi slash press is pretty good at their job, though. So, just saying. But maybe they did a good job and kept it under wraps for a long time. I don't know. Yeah, but as long as they're, like, genuinely happy. And people, sources say that they make each other really happy. I mean, the age doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, that's around when you and I got married. And I'd say it's going pretty good. Um, hopefully you agree while we're... <laughs> um, no, I, um, she agrees. Um, but... I think you're know, putting but... words in my mouth. I didn't even say anything. I could see it in her eyes. <laughs> right. Um, but also, I mean, you and I knew pretty pretty quick that there there was something more to the to our relationship, and yeah. that it definitely had it definitely had that potential. So, I was gone last week. My little brother graduated high school, so I was out of town, and uh, we did want to. We know this is a little bit of old news, but we did want to uh, take a minute to remember Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Kate Spade uh, committed suicide on June 5th, and Anthony Bourdain committed suicide on June 8th. And we just wanted to take a minute to talk about them and uh, what they've done and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't really want this news, us, this news, this news topic to be us talking about news of their suicides or speculation or anything. I don't know. There's enough with that. But I just kind of want to like, talk about them. Like, Yeah. So I told, I remember I told Helaman that Kate Spade died and he was like, who's that? And I was like, um, a handbag designer, duh. And he's like, how would I ever know that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and not, not to like belittle or anything, but just, I don't know. It's not, it's not a topic. No, that I'm not in your with. realm <laughs> at yeah. all. Anyway, but. I don't know, but like since, but since then, I, I like, you know, I like looked into it. I was like, I mean, is this something I should, I should know about? And I mean, it, and she's had like a huge impact in the fashion industry. Yeah. And... Well, I listened to, uh, there's this podcast on NPR called How I Built This. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk to, and Guy, the host, he talks to Kate Spade and, and her husband, Andy, oh, okay. Andy Spade. Mm-hmm. And he interviews them about, you know, how they started their business and how they got to where it is and everything. It's super interesting. And that's kind of really the first time I've always like been aware of the brand mm-hmm. Kate Spade, but that's when you got to know the person. Yeah, I didn't really know who she was or anything like that. So, but yeah, she she really did. She made a huge impact on the fashion industry and with her unique designs. And remember her talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and also she's just like I mean, known for like her bright personality and. Mm-hmm. Well, and also uh, I remember in the podcast she talked about making uh, her first bag that she made or collection she made Mm -hmm. was made of burlap because all the material that they needed to get to make the bags was only being sold in like bolts of like 100 yards oh but they weren't at a production of that amount yet right and so basically they needed a material 
to make the bags out of hand, burlap was super cheap. So that's what they used. And she made these bags, her first collection of burlap, and and that's kind of where it all started. And she's just innovative, she's creative, and it was just, I don't know, it was just really, really fun hearing about it and how she kind of created her brand and, and everything. So, but yeah, I, I think she's an inspiration to women everywhere to really keep going and follow their dreams so yeah i'd agree yeah i don't know it's just really important to have these important role models and these important woman figures in various aspects of industry right right. i don't know just it's starting to get more into more of a place of balance bit by bit but it still Mm -hmm. isn't there and so it's important to celebrate whenever a woman whenever women do reach that point just because there isn't enough right do you want to talk about anthony bourdain yeah so anthony bourdain my my earliest memories of him um, was growing up. He was a personality on the Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had this show where he'd go around and travel. He would travel the world and interact with various cultures. Um, and his big thing was always be a traveler, not a tourist. Mm-hmm. Kind of just a tourist doesn't go anywhere past the tourist attractions, where a traveler really gets to goes to learn the culture, to learn the people, and interact with them in a respectful way. Um, eat where eat where they eat, not where the tourists eat, and, and various things mm-hmm. um, such as that nature. And he would express sentiments of things like, the best way to get to know a culture is to get to know the people who make the food that that culture eats every day. He was a really big foodie, and he was a you know really you know renowned and talented chef and stuff like that. But his shows weren't so much about how to make food, but you know interacting with with those people. A lot of times it was like street vendors and, st- and such of that nature because this is where people go in day in and day out. Like, you know, people don't go to a five-star restaurant every day because right. that's just not what you, <laughs> that's just not where you go to eat every day. Right. But like, what about the hot dog stand guy or the equivalent in a different culture? You know, that's, that's, that's who really understands society. And right. Um, but yeah, b- but before that, so be- before he had that show on the travel channel, um, he was a successful chef. Um, he had, um, yeah, just uh, very accomplished in that regard. We would write in a column for a newspaper, um, kind of talking about the seedy underbelly of kitchens and stuff like that, talking uh-huh. about how, like, everyone's high and you just have to accept it. That's just how it is. And, <laughs> and that's kind of why we first got on the attention and stuff like that. And then he, um, and he probably could have kept doing that and just, like, had that be his niche, like the bad boy chef or, like, talking about all these, like, dark things happening in kitchens. But, but you know, again, that's not what he was interested in. Um, right. After, as, or, so then, yeah, after his show on Travel Channel, he did similar things on CNN. Um, and then he became a judge on Top Chef, and uh, was a popular judge on there. I want to remember Anthony Bourdain for all, for all those things I was talking about, and as well as Kate Spade for the huge accomplishments that she's had and um, in her industry and the person she was. Yeah, and so if you uh, uh, are struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts, just remember that you can call the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So. Don't be afraid to do that. And mm. um, and then moving on to our next our last topic before we talk about Ocean's 8, um, we wanted to talk really quick about Miss America saying goodbye to the swimsuit competition. This is so awesome. Yeah. I think this is a really important step. Um, and a really important step towards changing, for changing society. And, like, because, I mean, this is, like, this. I mean, this is America's biggest... Um, beauty competition and what they're saying in this too is that, like they're wanting to shift away from being a beauty pageant to being a competition that's about values that really matter mm-hmm. and, you know so they're well, dropping oh, oh so yeah but just so they're they're dropping the swimsuit competition because 
like how good you look in a swimsuit has no bearing on what kind of a person you are, what kind of social impact you can have, mm-hmm. who you are, and that's really what that's really what matters. That's what they're wanting to showcase, and and so it, it makes sense to drop it. It's kind of surprised it's been this long. Yeah, well, and the thing is, you have to realize. I think I don't know for the most part, you have to be extremely intelligent, and you have to do a lot of good to really get this far to be oh, yeah. to become a finalist in you know Miss America. A pageant. Um, oh yeah. And so, so I, I mean, a I lot think, of these women. I mean, they're be- yeah, they're they're beautiful and they're mm-hmm. so smart. And I think, I think it kind of like degrades them in some ways. Yeah. Or it makes them kind of feel feel uh, objectified. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I'd say a lot of these women, like as you're saying, they're extremely talented to get to that point, and a lot of them already do show a lot of these attributes that I was talking about that they're wanting to more embrace of, you know, being able to make societal change and being just a bright you know good person and just this kind of distracted from that right because i mean all yeah a lot of them already were it's just and then there was just this thing where like that seems kind of archaic i think it's just a little bit hard for people to realize someone can be so beautiful and uh smart and uh helpful and service oriented like all in one i guess and i don't know anyway Mm -hmm. it's just it's just it is way overdue. Yeah, so I, I think why why this was finally able to happen is uh, recently Gretchen Carlson. So she was she was former Miss American nineteen eighty nine, also an ex um, ex news for Fo- or ex host for Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's now uh, she's now kind of re- helming the competition, taking charge for it this year, and um, and so this makes it the first all female leadership team for the competition. Oh. Um. Which to me is surprising, and but it also is like I hear that I was like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, in like an unfortunate way. Like, uh, I mean, I don't want to like talk down about all men or something like that, but it kind of, but it, it kind of explained it as like, <laughs> and then as soon as there's an all kind of like when uh, Wonder Woman had a woman director, and yeah, it did oh my so gosh. much. Wo- and then you, and yeah. then and then you go over to. Justice League, Justice League, and there's and there's like different shots showing objectifying angles on her and stuff like that. Her butt and everything. Yeah. yeah. And where like Wonder Woman was amazing and like they and they had like awesome like close up shots and things like that. But none of them, but they weren't objectifying. Like they were like making her awesome and like look amazing <laughs> and powerful and. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. Speaking of all female cast slash leadership what <laughs> tell me this is this is so good this is so good what? so we saw oceans eight on uh friday and we wanted to talk about it so yeah um, we totally realized that we probably should have talked about oceans eight last week and the incredibles 2 this week but the incredibles 2 was sold out at our theater so <laughs> you guys have to deal with us talking about oceans eight but that's okay because it was pretty good and we wanted to talk about it anyway so yeah and and we'll get into it, but I think in some ways, Ocean's Eight is an important is an important movie for our time as well. Yeah. Um, not so much for its topics, but because of what it is. Right. Right. Um, so, what did you? I guess do you want to give a plot rundown, or do you want me to do it? Hmm. I'll do it. Okay. Okay. So, Ocean's Eight. So it it focuses on Sandra Bullock, her character. So she. Debbie Ocean. Debbie Ocean. She is the sister of. Clooney Ocean, George Clooney. What's uh, his name? I'm just going to say Clooney Ocean. No, you can't say that. Clooney Ocean? Oh, yeah. 
Debbie, is it David? Danny? Danny. Danny. Oh, that sounds is it, right. Yeah. Is that I it? Think, I think it is. If anyone wants to correct us later, you can. But we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Danny Ocean. So Debbie Ocean, she just got out of out of prison after being in there for five years, and the entire time she was in there, she was seeking up a plan of how to steal this diamond necklace that's valued at one hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, and so the plan is pre- it's pretty co- it's a pretty complex plan, but it involve um, the first step of it involves getting. Daphne Kluger, uh, who's just a famous actress in the movie, um, and she's played by Anne Hathaway, to convince Daphne Kluger to wear the diamond necklace to the Met to the Met Ball. Because essentially, instead of trying to steal it like out of a vault, they're stealing it off of of this person. Right, because it because there's still going to be a lot of security uh, on it, but it will be less security than it is if it's in the vault, so it's easier. So anyway, so then she gets together. Uh, she yes yeah, eight, so, eight people to help her yeah. steal this necklace. Basically. Right, and yeah, she gets to get, and so I just want to kind of run through. It. So she gets together this kind of all star, like really an all star female cast. Like yeah, it was it was fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so yeah, so there's so Debbie who was played by Sandra Bullock, and then she recruits her best friend Lou, who's played by Kate Blanchett. Um, Nine Ball, a hacker played by Rihanna, which I actually didn't. Okay. <laughs> he did not realize. He literally said this morning, oh, "Did you know Nine Ball was played by Rihanna?" Uh, duh. Uh, uh, you could have told me. I couldn't believe he didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't know what Rihanna looks like. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Right, and so then there's the, and then they also recruit a fashion designer. She's the one that's going to make the dress for, for Daphne and um, and whose rose played by Helena Bonham Carter. That's uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also Tim Burton's wife. Yeah. Oh, she. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. <laughs> I, I really like a lot of stuff she does. So she went, yeah, she's amazing. She's always just like so actress. like weird in her stuff, and it's great. I, I don't know. know. She's, she's, she's just like has off, and she's. I like that she did this movie too. I feel like it's not really her style, kind of. Mm-hmm. It totally works though. Like oh yeah, it. especially for like the role of like a quirky kind of odd fashion designer. Like mm-hmm. it was perfect. Um, but yeah, then there's Tammy, who's kind of like the fence slash like person that has like resources like buying equipment and things like that. And so that's played by Sarah Paulson. Um, and then Aquafina, uh, she played a character called Constance, uh, who's kind of like the pickpocket. Mandy Kaling played the... Sweetie, Mindy Kaling. Right. <laughs> Please, come on. You're <sighs> going to read the names off of the cats. you got to get it right. Right. But the, so then the final person in their team was Mindy Kaling, and uh, she played a character called Amita, who was the... What, what was... What's the, the her career? What is that called? Just like a, a gem prospector? No, not a prospector. I don't know. Uh, or she was a jeweler. Jew- yeah. Jew- mm-hmm. Yeah. That would probably make more sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was super fun. It was a super fun-filled cast. Uh, but I guess we're going to go... I guess should we go through things we didn't like about it first or things we liked about it? Yeah. So before we get too much further in here, though, let's just uh, lay down the spoiler warning real quick before we put it out all the way. Just non-spoiler assessment. Yay, nay. Like, would you recommend to go watch this? Yeah, I would uh, I would recommend to watch this too. I would say it wasn't as good as Ocean's Eleven. It kind of felt like they were. Which I have to say, by the way, I fell asleep during Ocean's Eleven. Mm, I would say so. This was a good movie. I f- but it wasn't as good as Ocean's Eleven. I feel like they tried to replicate some of the the fun and like plot twists and surprises that were in Ocean's Eleven, but it just didn't come off quite as good. Yeah. That said, this I still really enjoyed this movie too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. But it definitely had its. There was a few things. 
that it had I had issues with, but but okay. for the most part, it was yeah. it was good. So okay, so now okay, so we we let up on the the spoiler like foot coming down to the ground for just a second, but okay, now spoilers spoiler warning, it's down. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be any more warnings at this point. They'll just happen. So you've been warned. Yes. So what did you like about this movie? Yes. So what I liked about this movie is the um, I really I really got invested in the story and wanted the and wanted the the plan they had to steal this necklace to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the acting was was really great. Um, I know you and I have expressed sometimes I think on this podcast too that just having great actors. Um, doesn't make a movie that you have to have a great story and that's a trap that or something a pitfall we see movies fall into sometimes sometimes like all the time mm-hmm. but probably more often than not yeah i but think people sometimes skimp on the writing to pay for good actors right and then the movie sucks right but so this one i'm glad to say that that's not the case it has so it has it does have a few issues but for the most part yeah, the it has an all-star cast and it has and the plot is really good right. um and yeah, great acting, great characterization on the, and yeah, so I'd say that was was really well done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought the plot was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the diversity of the cast as well. Oh yeah, I yeah. did. There was a little bit uh, of like, everyone had like a clear role. In some ways, I feel like there's a little bit of stereotyping, or not. I don't feel like that's the right word. Like, everyone just kind of had, like, a clear uh, job, which I guess makes sense, but, like... I don't know. I'd say that makes sense. I mean, that's what they were brought onto the team for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know. It's just everything was a little bit too much in the lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what it was. It was just too... Everything was, like, in a box. Like, everyone in it, and they didn't fall out of their box, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so, so may, okay, so maybe, like, try to take what you're saying another way, like, just some ways the, the, some of the characters felt flat, is that maybe another way to say what you're, like, just yeah, their, just their, no, their personalities felt flat, yeah, there, there was wasn't no, any depth there's or no depth. Yeah, development. It, right, exactly, which is probably one of the things I didn't like about it, this is hard, with, with a large cast, you really, can, it's hard to give a lot of time to, yeah, you. character development, and most every movie suffers, so, that thing, that was kind of, uh, I guess that was kind of one thing that bothered me, but I can't say that I don't get it because you only have so much time in a movie, mm. right? Oh, another thing I liked, I really liked that the boyfriend, um, the ex-boyfriend, got arrested in the end. <laughs> yep, that was <laughs> that was good. Um, no, yeah, so I liked that, and I liked the way that he was involved. He was kind of involved in the heist too. He was a unwilling part, an unwilling member that he, of it. Well, that he didn't know. Okay. Yeah, he was. He yeah. He, I mean, he being the scapegoat. Right. Right. Oh, but okay. Another thing I really liked. I really liked um, how Daphne played by Anne Hathaway again. So, the, for the bulk of the movie, she's been she's played off as just this airhead, um, this airhead, pretty face actress, but not very bright. And so, like, kind of the perfect target for the person to wear the necklace because then they can steal it from her, and she'll just have like no idea what happened. Um, but then. So after the after the successful heist and everything happens, you know, there's a questioning by the insurance agent um, with where it went and stuff like that. She approaches the Ocean's Eight team and kind of tells them, "I want in, like, give me a cut, or else I'm going to spill what spill what happened." Right. Basically, she's not as stupid as everyone thinks she is. Anyway, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway in this movie did a 
a really good, oh, yeah. she did a really really good job her acting was great um but one thing i guess we can talk about that we didn't really like was that you know they are doing a heist right mm-hmm. and sandra bullock says that she has five years this many days this many hours to like plan out this thing right right it's supposed to go perfectly and uh and you know what i'm just gonna say right now it basically did and <laughs> right that there was, was kind of there was really only one hiccup what was that i can't remember yeah so when they were putting the necklace on um, so when Daphne was first putting on the necklace, Rose oh. realized that there's a magnetic locking clasp. And so the whole thing is, you Rose. Know, Rose, that's the name of the fashion designer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she, that wasn't even hiccup. They figured out how to get around it. Right. It was kind of, but not really. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying, exactly, exactly. But I'm saying that's the big, that was the biggest hiccup. Yeah. So that was kind of irritating to me. I got, you know, I was waiting for something to happen and nothing did. Like... I mean, it really just really went like right, and they so planned it. I'm kind of like caught in a little bit of like maybe hypocrisy or paradoxy or something, but I don't know because so with with this comment, I'm going to make, but because in some ways, I feel like they try to emulate Ocean's Eleven too much in the script, mm. but then in other ways, not enough. If that, I don't know. So it's almost. It's almost like it was kind of like an imit, like you could tell it was an imitation of it, but it didn't do as good of a job. So I would have either wanted the imitation to be better or to not try to imitate it at all. But if, I mean, for example, so in Ocean's Eleven, there was a couple of like major like major hiccups that were actually impactful. Mm-hmm. So um, I forget his name, but they had the Chinese acrobat. Um, oh, and he he does a cameo in this movie, which felt out of place to me. But but the but in Ocean's Eleven, he. He got him, he injured his hand, and so I mean so that so that was a setback. He he injured his hand. There's another one where um, the EMP pulse or something like that that was going to be set off. There was a hiccup with that, which was going to turn off the power of the city, which is a major part of that plan. Um, and just like various things happen along the way, where it's like and they're like on the spot, like the plan was already going. And for some of these, like the plan was going, and on the fly they had to like think of a way to to get around it and fix it. Mm-hmm. And nothing just felt that suspenseful in this one, either in the pre-plan, in the pre-planning phase, or once the heist was actually going. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I just I felt like that this was just a little bit. Um, it went too well. It did. It it did. It just that's basically what it comes down to. It mm-hmm. went too well, and it was a little disappointing. Really, actually, I was I wanted something to happen, and it didn't. Um, right. Like there was some foreshadowing with. Um, where Lou, again, played by Kate Blanchett. So Lou go- comes up to Debbie when, when she realizes that she's going to involve her boyfriend in the plan and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, if you involve if you involve him in this, I'm walking out. You know, like, I'm not interested in some revenge thing. I'm not interested in the diamonds. And there seems to be, like, some foreshadowing of he's going to be a complication. Mm-hmm. And then, but then that, like, never happens. And it ends up that he was, like, part an essential part of the plan all along because he's a scapegoat and various things. But... I don't know. So I would have liked maybe some like payoff on that foreshadowing too of like, right? Oh yeah, like this kind of did mess it up, and then but then you know but then because they're all amazing, like amazing and awesome what they do, they like overcome it anyway. But there there wasn't anything like that. Yeah. So then there was also the issue at the end when they realized when they revealed that they along with stealing the diamond they off st- of Anne Hathaway or the actress's neck, mm-hmm. they had still stolen all the rest of the diamonds that were on display at the ball as well. Right. And to me, this 
this kind of just felt unnecessary. So I think this was more of more something I had an issue with than you, or I don't know. Yeah, but to me, it just felt unnecessary. It came up in a conversation with someone. I was like, "Wait a second, the math doesn't work out for how much of a share you said we're all going to get." And I don't remember the number, so I'm just not gonna. But but basically, the share that we're going to get isn't enough from what we're getting from this diamond. And then she's like, "Oh, d- did I forget to mention we stole all the diamonds?" <laughs> and I don't know. To me, and so then they like, so then they have kind of this time lapse or not time lapse but um i can't remember the word anyway but so but she's so she's like oh and i stole all the diamonds and then it looks back and it shows how they actually how when the major controversy was going on with the main diamond being missing it was a distraction so then they could steal all these other diamonds and it brings in the chinese the the actor who was a chinese acrobat acrobat in the oceans 11 movie he played a cameo in there to then go and steal all those diamonds and to me, it just felt re- kind of like... I mean, this is literally like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and to me, it kind of just... The, there was no build-up to that. Like, there Uh-oh. was one scene where you see, see Lou steal... So you see her stealing some submarine, and then it, and then you, and it shows in that... Uh, those uh, things, oh, that's where the submarine is relevant. It's a toy submarine. <laughs> yeah, a little toy remote control submarine. And then it shows in those scenes, and then it never mentions that again until the final until that final thing is like, oh, that's what it was for. But other than that, there was nothing like foreshadowing of like, oh, yeah, the, the, I, this was there all along. It, it kind of just felt really tacked on. Like, so, like literally tacked on at the end. Like Yeah, like, I mean, they could have just made the diamond worth more to have the cuts be where they wanted or just say they had a smaller cut like it wasn't or they could have just mentioned earlier that they were planning on stealing the rest of the diamonds right and make that part of the rest of the plot or something i don't know to me it just felt really tacked like a really tacked on way to get a cameo from a, right which i don't know like i really can't give it any more i like i wish it had more importance to the story or something because i because re- i mean as we said i really enjoyed the story overall but i really just can't give any of that any more importance than a weird, a weird way to tacking a cameo. Like you, <laughs> you, you cut that out, and the story is just as good. It makes just as. I'd actually sense. say it's better because it kind of, it kind of felt cheap to me. You take that out, the story is better, and it makes just as much sense. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird, but I did think to myself in the movie, like, why don't they steal the rest of those while they're at it? Like, anyway, so when they did, but um, yeah, yeah, and then my only other beef. Like I said earlier, is the character development. They couldn't really focus very much on each character because there were so many of them. Right. So. And, and so, I mean, that's kind of understandable. That's a tricky thing. And, I mean, you can look at things like, well, what 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 has Marvel done in this, to solve this? Because they, they have character development and they have huge casts, but also they have huge movie series. It's not just a standalone movie. So, I mean, right. again, it's not a solution that worked for this. And so, yeah, it's just it's a tricky thing. But I mean, I, I think they did a sufficient job for the story um, and right. stuff like that, uh, given this, given the challenge. Yeah, I did like there was a few little bits that I thought were funny when, like the Constance played by Aquafina, she sees a picture of of uh, Danny Ocean, who's played by George Clooney. It's, it's basically a picture of George Clooney, and she said, Is "That your brother? Wow, he's hot." <laughs> it yeah. was so funny. I was like, "Yeah." Uh, or, that reminds me. Um, I enjoyed a scene that was between. Um, yeah, between her and Mandy Kaling, um, Amita. Mindy! Her name is Mindy. Mindy. Mindy Stop Kaling. calling her Mandy. Ugh. But, but yeah, is, with Aquafina. I hope and she didn't hear this. How embarrassing. I'm a big fan. Yeah, she, um, she's read her book, um, Why Not Me? And Sarah's a huge fan. If you're listening, that would be awesome. But And I'm sorry he, he keeps calling you Mandy. <laughs> Rude. But, sorry, sorry. Um, but, so but there's a scene upset. between Mindy and Aquafina that 
that that I enjoyed. I thought it was really fun. Um, Mindy was so part of her character motivation and stuff like that. It talks about it. She's wanting to try to like find a boyfriend and stuff like that. And so there's one scene where Aquafina is teaching her how to use Tinder. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. I don't know, yeah, I don't just the reactions where it's like, okay, so then swipe this way if you like them, swipe that way. I haven't used t- Tinder, so that's why I can't remember if it's swipe left or swipe right. But, um, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, so then like in a match, it's like, oh, what's that mean? What's that mean? It's like, oh, that means like that means he likes you too, and, and she gets like all excited. And then in the end, after the heist and everything like that, there's like little cutaways showing what all each of the different um, what each of the different members of the team are doing with their share of the money. And it shows and it shows her with her Tinder match and they're having a fancy dinner in Paris. I just, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was, was kind of fun. It was it kind was of fun. Cute. I like that little payoff of they showed something earlier in it and then they, and then you know and then like there's the the, the payoff with it. I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, there's one more. There's one more thing I wanted to discuss. Oh, okay. Where, so I, I think I think this movie is important um i think this movie is important for today and not so much because of the topics that are brought up in the movie because while entertaining and fun like the topics aren't like ground shaking like and they weren't like trying to make a a, you know make a big point but i think it's important because of the just because it's an all-female cast um so there's been this movie and then ghostbusters has been an all-female cast and i can't think of too many others um but i think it's really important um, to be having these all-female casts and right now it, it does kind of need to be a little bit of a spectacle of like oh look it's an all-female cast but I think that's the first step to normalizing this yeah I um, agree because r- right now it is strange and so it is a spectacle but as this as more and more all-female cast str- movies I don't think it's that strange it shouldn't be that strange but I guess people think it's weird I, I don't know I think it's great <laughs> no yeah no yeah and I absolutely think it's great too but I just think I think it's important because this is the first step to that becoming normal. Right. Because you look at it and there's like all male cast movies all the time and they don't need to be, and they're not played up as an all male cast and no one bats an eye about it. Um, but just with, but just right now an all female cast is, isn't that way. And so, right. but, but the more that, the more that this happens and the more, more there is before too long, if this, if this trend continues, that, that isn't going to be a big deal. It's just, oh yeah, those, those, those were, that's, those are great choices for the story um and you know it makes sense and yeah so i just appreciate this movie on that aspect alone and hope that there are more movies that are all female cast to work towards kind of normalizing normalizing this option or like normalize doing this in a movie yeah i agree i I hope this becomes more commonplace and that we don't have to talk about it that it's like you know, they, they, it's like a topic of like, wow, an all female cast. Like, right. I, I don't but, know. But I mean, also, I mean, as I was saying though, I mean, this is just the first step. Yeah. Like, I mean, it seems like yeah. with anything, like in media or something, like when there's this new thing that comes out. At first, it's like headlines and a spectacle, but then it just kind of keeps happening. Right. And then it becomes, nor- and then it just becomes commonplace and stuff like that. And no one, it's not a point of discussion. And so I, and so. I'm hopeful that, that, you know, all female cast kind of is able to go through that complete arc to then just kind of be, be normal in society. Right, right. Yeah, and I also liked Ghostbusters as well. And oh, yeah. I loved that they made Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth so stupid in that movie. <laughs> the, the sexy, the Sex, sexy uh, like secretary. secretary. <laughs> uh, he yeah. did a great job. Yeah. yeah, but like stuff oh. like, and then like the man in this movie was kind of like, you know, uh, scapegoat or whatever as well like right he was I, just a jerk of a boyfriend so i just feel like 
I don't know. I I think it's I think it's good we're we're moving forward and that we're able to have an all female cast and in the star stage one at that. So yeah. So I think to kind of wrap up my thoughts and then I'll give you a chance to wrap up your thoughts if you'd like to. But to wrap up my thoughts on Ocean's Eight, I so I would say it was a really it was a really fun heist movie with star filled actors who did an awesome amazing job. Um, but didn't quite, I, I'd say it didn't quite stick the landing, but it did close enough that it was still really, that it was still a really enjoyable experience. Yeah. Super fun. A cast that I genuinely like enjoy uh, each person in it like, mm-hmm. in their acting and their character and that kind of thing. And, uh, and yeah, I would recommend it to my friends. So I recommend it to you. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. We really hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of Pop Culture Ketchup. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Ketchup Pop and let us know what you think. And if you liked our podcast, feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And I guess if you liked it or... or yeah, if or you didn't, didn't like it, it, I guess. but We would love the feedback. So. But yeah, but that's the single best way to kind of just help us. If you liked what you heard, give us a five-star review and that will help us be seen by more people so next week sarah's traveling again Again. so there may or may not be an episode um so just kind of keep an eye on that podcast feed to see if one pops up and we'll try to mention something on twitter at ketchup pop if we're going to be recording or not so keep an eye on that keep an eye on your itunes feed and either way or not we'll see you next time thanks guys take care bye